Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are going to talk about the locations, transportation, food, and programming each day at the LCMS Youth Gathering. So welcome back to one of our episodes meant to prepare you for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston this July. In this episode, we're going to talk really about everything, <laughs> about all the things from start to finish that happen in a day at the gathering and some stuff that'll go on in between. That's right. So get comfortable. Right. Yeah. Be ready to take some notes. Uh, but while we do, we're going to mention some tips and tricks that can help your group navigate and manage your time. So Mark, you probably know better than anyone all the things that are happening at the gathering. So do you have any idea how much space people usually move through for different programming at the gathering? Yeah, it's been fun in recent years to hear from planners or adult leaders or youth, you know, from their old pedometers and now Apple Watches and Fitbits about like how many steps maybe they do. I mean, we usually generally say what for an adult leader, get ready for six to eight miles a day, probably Mm -hmm. pretty good number, depending on maybe where you're staying. But, you know, you think about the, the, GRB, George R. Brown Convention Center we're at, just from one end to the one side to the other is a half a mile, basically you're looking at. So you think about walking that back and forth a number of times, different locations. It's a pretty good, pretty good chunk of your daily steps for sure. Yeah. And a lot of time and energy goes into traffic flow and making sure everyone can kind of safely and effectively get where they went throughout their day. I was so impressed, like hearing like how, okay, which rooms do we use and where do people move through and how do they move through spaces, even if it's over, you know, such a wide span, like a half a mile. And the schedule can be down to, I have seen schedules go down to the second, right? right? Minutes and seconds in some places. <laughs> but there are also like some moments that happen for groups outside of the schedule. Do you have any favorite, maybe spontaneous Ooh. moments that have happened outside of this? Not that anything, well, good things happen outside right, of the right. scheduled programming. But Well, I think I love hearing the stories. I, I mean, I think Cassie talked about on one of the, one of the podcasts, Cassie Moore, about her group um, that was out doing their own servant events. And I just love hearing those stories afterwards about like our kids just wanted to serve in the city or yeah. an idea came up spontaneously. And so they took it and ran and went and served a community or got to know other youth maybe. And I just love hearing like these relationships that get built between two churches from different parts of the country because they were at the same time in line and they built relationships. I just love hearing about those things that happen. Yeah, my uh, youth would, they figured out the face that I made when I saw somebody I knew and occasionally would just look at me and be like, no. And I was like, but I, and they're like, no, we don't have time for that. So it's it's such a great time to get to, to see people. They, they appreciated it more when I got to introduce them to, to folks that either speakers or, or people that they, they wanted to know. So I uh, just so many fun things that happen both in our scheduled programming mm-hmm. and then just happen spontaneously uh, between churches, groups and, and in that place when everybody's all together like that. Yeah, well, we really want to make the gathering be the best um, opportunity for ministry to happen, a good investment of your ministry dollar so youth can learn through it and also engage in relationship and re- engage with adult leaders too in their home congregation um, so that you have those opportunities to learn together and uh, also have those joyous times too as you continue to grow together in Jesus. Yeah. So depending on how you're traveling to the gathering, you're going to need to get yourself down to your hotel and then down to the gathering complex for registration at the George R. Brown Convention Center. So for those we're flying, uh, we're already getting a number of questions about transportation from the airport to the hotel. And we can pretty well guarantee that no hotel you're going to be assigned to is going to have like right. a complimentary shuttle service. But there will be uh, a shuttle service that we will help provide. There'll be a cost associated with that. Correct. We're looking at right now. So one thing to 
be prepared to as you're booking your flights. That time is probably coming up here. There's two airports in Houston. Hobbies to the south, mostly southwest. Bush International's to the north. Basically every other airline, including southwest now. So even be pay attention to that if you're flying southwest. Bush is quite a longer ways outside of downtown. So any kind of transportation you see is probably going to cost more from Bush than from Hobby. For our transportation we're working with, we're thinking it's probably going to be about $40 per person round trip from Bush and then 25 from Hobby. And we'll have a link on the website later for that opportunity to register for that. And for other groups, you might be able to take an Uber or a Lyft or a cab. Public transportation, I don't know much about the public transportation in Houston. Yeah, again, I, there's no, in Minneapolis, if you came in 2019, we had the light rail that took you directly from the airport to downtown. There's not that option. The light rail does go to the south, down to NRG Park, which is part of the way you can get from Hobby, potentially. I would not recommend public transportation from Bush. It's a long trip. Like, I think... I put it once in the calculator. It's like a two-hour trip, I think, if you're going to do that. And plus, you're you're hauling your bags and everything like that. It's not like they're kicking underneath the bus for you. <laughs> you have to carry it on with you. So hobby maybe would be an option if you're looking for a cost-effective way, but probably would not recommend it from Bush. Once you have gotten into town, you're going to end up at your hotel at some point. At some point. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And as you're registering, you're letting us know how many hotel rooms Mm -hmm. you need. And in the spring, we'll let you know exactly what hotel you've been Mm -hmm. assigned to and work with you to connect with them on reservations. Just to be clear, every hotel is a little bit different. So some hotels are downtown. We might have a pocket in the gallery. We have some have breakfast, some don't. But we are suggesting that you plan for it being about $180 per room per night for Mm -hmm. hotel costs. And then there might be some variation in there depending on what hotel you get and as you travel in you're going to check into your hotel after 3 p.m if you need a lot of hotels are going to have space for baggage and those kinds of things but please don't anticipate being able to get into your rooms at say 10 in the morning there's a ton of groups all of our people are coming in around the same time so we just want to be courteous to our hotel people and and don't plan on getting into those rooms early but once you're into your hotel then we're going to think about registration Absolutely. So from there, again, if you're a downtown property, you'll be able to walk down. Again, registration is primarily for adult leaders, not for youth, because there's not a lot of programming going on at down at the complex. If you are at an outline hotel, we'll provide a shuttle too. We'll have a convenient way for you to get down. Maybe if through some more specific times, but we'll provide that too. So just know that there's those are the ways you can get down to the complex for registration. Yep. And so you're going to get down there, down at JRB on Saturday, July the 9th. And if you've paid your costs, mm-hmm. total costs, by mm-hmm. the end of May, you'll be able to come through, get wristbands, get backpacks, get everything you need out pretty relatively quickly. If you do need to make a payment and you haven't finished that, you're going to take, uh, there's going to be an additional line. Right. It'll take a little bit longer, but nothing dramatic. And then after you do that, please be sure to stop by orientation. Yes. Orientation's got so much key information about the event. We have two different orientations tracks. One, if you're a first-time leader that walks you through all the different things, it's Mm -hmm. a little bit longer, but well worth it. And then if you're an experienced leader, there is a short orientation session that's going to talk very specifically about things that you're going to need to know about this event and this place in Houston. Yeah, in past gatherings too, we've had an early registration, like the day earlier, so it'd be like that Friday. We still might do that. We'll kind of, as we get more data on registration, when district events are taking place, that kind of thing, we'll make that decision later. But really, we think of that Saturday to be that time to get registered. Right. And doors open for the first mass event at 7.30 on Saturday, July the yes, 9th. at Minute Maid Park with the event starting at 8.30. It's so exciting. All the buildup that leads to yes. that particular moment. And there'll be a little, you know, if you're thinking food, that kind of stuff, there'll be a little light concessions probably at the, at the Minute Maid Park that night, but not too heavy just as we're going to be still moving in and get ready for the first night. So it'll be kind of um, a bigger thing maybe at some of the other events, but not so much that first night. 
and we're going to kick that off. That event's going to be huge. And then you're going to (laughs) follow with about three days that are going to look Eh, mostly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to walk through kind of what that was going to look like. And so every morning is going to start at your hotel. Hopefully what... <laughs> you're waking up at your hotel. Right? After a long, steady night of sleep, right? Right. <laughs> if you are not, something has gone wrong. <laughs> and in the morning, adult leader, at least one adult leader from your group should check in at the adult leader meeting that the hotel mm-hmm. ambassador is going to have that morning. Uh, it's just going to give you any updated information about the day, anything that's changed. Or you can also check your app. Usually right. we are able to push it out on the app as well. Um, and be sure to get yourself good breakfast and coffee yes. because once you get started, it's a pretty long day. Yes, much, much coffee. Uh, just a, a quick reminder too, then if you're staying at those downtown properties, you'll be able to walk to your gathering, the gathering complex for about a 10 o'clock start. So again, we kind of consider every hotel property downtown walkable. There's probably a few others we might have a little limited shuttling. We'll, you'll get that with your registration. If you're at one of the outline hotels, then again, you'll probably be, you'll be getting a shuttle and we'll have kind of a schedule for that. But just to keep in mind, thinking of schedule stuff, when I talk, say a 10 o'clock start, even at a downtown property, be thinking like a 9 a.m. departure probably because some properties are 20, 25 minute walk. And then just even once you get to the facility, you still got 10, 15 minutes to get to the room you're supposed to be in for your Bible study. So just as you're starting to kind of calculate the day, be thinking about that. If you're out of the Galleria, uh, again, you'll get bus down, but most likely you'll have some freedom on exactly what time you want to arrive at the convention center. The latest bus at least would probably be leaving uh, to get you down no later than for a 10, excuse me, the bus will probably leave about 1030 to get you down for a noon start for your Bible study. But we're going to probably have some uh, opportunities for you to come down earlier if you want for sessions and other things. Yeah, so you plan on, and you'll figure this out pretty quickly yeah. as you sort of get orientated to the downtown and to the gallery and what the shuttles are. You'll see lots of information about those as we get closer. But things really kick off at the at the gathering complex at about 10 a.m. with the first set of Bible studies, the opening of the interactive floor, and that first round of sessions. So lots of things kind of starting all yep. at once at 10. That's right. And so, and Bible studies is one of those things, and we kind of talk about some really program options we want you to be thinking about every day. And one of those is to attend Bible study. You'll be assigned to those by your hotel. So you'll know the direction to go, the time, the speaker, that type of thing. Um, they're at 10 and noon, and they're going to be on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We spend that time engaged in scripture. We're led by some of our really gifted uh, leader teams. Yeah, they're already starting to, to really work and write those scripts together, which is really exciting. And congregational groups come together and assign spaces in the gathering complex too. So we use the convention center and then the two major hotels, Hilton and Marriott is what we're looking at. First starting with the, the, the Marriott and then Hilton would be another uh, opportunity. And that's where we'll really unpack those issues, sometimes related to maybe mass events. So unpack those a little bit more, but then also just have that experience with a gifted, really, I guess, orientation around the theme and the programmatic elements that are happening. So we really want you to be able to go to the Bible study, but then there's a lot of ways that you can personalize mm-hmm. how you're handling a lot of the rest of your day. So both the interactive floor and sessions are happening throughout the day from about 10 to about 6. So the interactive center floor usually is a bunch of different kinds of things. Yeah, so we could talk about it in probably seven or eight different <laughs> sections. But to kind of give you a brief overview, there's a thematic element to our floor where Mm -hmm. we're going to have a bunch of different learning opportunities to help participants explore the theme in all things and to get into scripture. And that's going to look a variety of different ways. So lots of hands-on stuff and interactive things that they're going to be able to help learn more about that theme. And then they're going to be next to exhibitors, some from our Concordia University system, some are recognized service organizations, a ton of other people 
who they might want to hear from, talk to, interact with, learn more from. Uh, there's space for the LCMS districts, as yep. we call the district zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so a place to interact with all of those districts. Uh, spots for sports and games and recreation and service opportunities and a space to talk, learn about LCMS youth <laughs> ministry and learn about the LCMS. And there is so many different things. And so there's a plenty of space. At, you can go do this every yeah. day and, and, and find a different spot. Yep, right. Or you can spend one day and you're just like, this right. is the big thing that you do. And you can spend the f- almost the whole day there and still probably not see everything. So there's a lot to explore on the floor. I know, too. We'll, we'll get all the information closer to the gathering on some of those specifics if you've got youth that may be really interested in a certain learning opportunity or exhibitor they want to see. So that information will come out uh, closer to the event. But again, key thing there is all day, free-flowing Pick your time to do that in between sessions, around lunchtime, whatever it might be, that you really got a lot of opportunities to do that. Now, one of those other things throughout the day that's maybe a little bit more schedule-oriented are our sessions. I mean, these are short times where presenters come together. They dig into a variety of important topics and in God's Word, and, and some tell their witness of God working in all things in their life as well. Most of these sessions are speaker-based. Some provide opportunities to laugh and learn, too, with the presenters and performers. Those are always <laughs> kind of fun for a break, and we get some great names that come in and do that. Um, and concerts will also be a part of those sessions, too. Music performed by Christian bands and musicians. Some open for other sessions, other speakers, others might be standalone as well. One thing that I know we're always get excited about too are the sessions specifically for adult uh, leaders too. Um, Really help you develop your leadership skills and here's some of the resources that are available in the church and other people who are walking alongside you and praying for you as you invest in young people. And, And that's where you can really have this time to hone your skills, connect with other adult leaders, have some time to grow in your learning too. The app is going to be a huge part of engaging this. Like we're talking about, just so you know, in our planning, just what does the schedule look like? Maybe a little bit differently coming out post COVID with maybe some different scheduling might be a little bit more, um, it might sound more complicated, but I think once you get into the app, it'll make sense in terms of maybe thinking of everything starting at the top of the hour, we might have more start times. And so we can move people through the building more efficiently. So just be prepared for that if you've been to other, other gatherings, but for the youth, I mean, It's great. They can find topics that they're really passionate about and be able to dig into scripture, be with other youth. There's really something for everyone in the sessions. And and as we always kind of like to say, too, don't judge a session by its title. Um, I'm terrible at writing titles. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I'm always surprised that sometimes people think, oh, I really want to see this this person. They end up in a different session and that's the one that has the most impact. And the the other thing I love, too, talking about big impact, I love hearing the stories. I mean, we've got multiple, multiple stories of young people who went to the session they thought they wanted to go to. It was full and they just grabbed the next store over and it changed their life. They heard about a vocation maybe they hadn't thought of. They get to interact with a speaker who's maybe having the same uh, life circumstances as them and it's it was great to see the Holy Spirit work through that. So just one last thing I do want to say just if you're thinking through the schedule piece a little bit about those morning sessions really we're kind of planning on probably like duplicating between the 10 a.m. and the noon sessions. That way if you're in the 10 o'clock Bible study you can go to a set of sessions at noon. If you're at the noon Bible study, you'd have those same sessions at 10 if you wanted to come early and start that. So just to kind of, as you're thinking that through the opportunities that you or the youth will have for sessions. And then we didn't even mention earlier, but there are on-site servant events yes. as well that you can sign up for, that you'll have lots of opportunities to do those as well. Those tend to be, again, things that you're going to need to sign up for in advance or have some advanced paperwork, but also things that are happening all throughout the convention center and through the gathering complex. So into those two hotels as well. 
so much that we do need to stop and remind you that you should make sure to eat at some point. Hydrate, Um, all those things. We are working very hard with um, our friends in Houston to create what I love is called a comprehensive food plan. Yes. And frankly, I wish all my food plans were comprehensive. (laughs) So be sure to stop and and take that time. Make sure that you guys are hydrating, hydrating, hydrating in the Houston heat and getting the food that you need. Yeah, we're really working with the convention center. So thankful for their partnership. Uh, More will come out about that just what's available at the complex so both probably some pre-order type options as well as using food trucks and concession stands and a whole bunch of things so we're really thankful for houston's partnership in that yep and i've already seen on the adult facebook page uh people talking about different ways that they handle food so many different creative ideas of ways to make sure that you can have that time and to use that time together right Um, Because one of the things we want you to do is make sure at some point in your day that you're doing what we call community groups. And that's really just our way of saying get connected back in with the kids from your congregational group that you gather in small groups, hopefully 10 or less. So if you're bringing a bigger group, can you split them up with different adult leaders? And there's a lot that your youth and adults are going to experience every day. And that community group time helps you to hear about their experience, to reflect on what they've heard, to praise God for what he's Mm -hmm. doing, um, and to pray together. It's also time to be in God's word together and be thinking about all that they're hearing about in scripture throughout the event. So that community group time can really happen anytime during the day. So I've had groups that really were morning kids with me. Yes. (laughs) And they were willing and wanted to do it in the morning after they had had some time to process, you know, the mass event from the night before and those kinds of things. Or sometimes there are groups that do it after the mass event, late night in the evening, some that do it while they're waiting to get into the mass event. You can do it any point in the day that works for you. Meals are a key time where that's, that's super helpful. But make sure that you're taking that time. Take you know, 20, 30 minutes and make sure that you're asking some good questions that you're debriefing because often you're going to catch a lot of really important things and be able to reinforce and to defuse sometimes some situations Mm -hmm. and make sure everybody's really getting cared for. Yeah, so as we uh, move thinking through that daily schedule into kind of that evening time, you get that evening meal in, uh, again, whether it's at the gathering complex, some other thing that you maybe arrange, maybe a district event. You can really start thinking about heading into Minute Maid Park after dinner, which is exciting too. Some other nights, we'll, we'll give you information. There might be more options for concession stands some other nights. We'll let you know about that ahead of time. But we really want to stress, if you have not been in downtown Houston, Minute Maid Park is really close. So you're basically talking two blocks from... George R. Brown Convention Center, the main hotels that we're using for program space. So it's really exciting to have everything that close. <laughs> it is great. For those of us that are already like exhausted, I cannot right. tell you how excited I am at how close it is because there have been the last two gathering cycles, some yes. days where I look at how far away the mass event is and I wonder to myself if I will survive. <laughs> um, so it is very close. Yes, it's a wonderful thing. And we're really excited about that to be at Minute Maid Park. So again, have uh, mass events starting at 830. They're typically done by 10. Probably we're hoping for maybe one of those nights we'd have what we call Mass Event Plus, which is where we have an artist come in and do kind of a standalone concert. That'd probably get over between 11 and 1130, return home or to return to your hotel, I should say, whether that's downtown or, or after a shuttle ride. So just kind of be thinking about that schedule, getting about an hour and a half long for that Mass Event time. Mass Events are a worship, uh, again, are, are one of these real pivotal parts of every day. In the evenings of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 
will come together for mass events with a gathering band, inspiring speakers and performers will encourage us and challenge us in God's words. And after mass events, like we said, you can head back to your hotel, maybe grab a late snack, whatever it might be, do your community <laughs> group time if you haven't already, and then really, really kind of hope maybe to call it a night, get some rest, and be refreshed for the next morning. On Wednesday morning, though, we also gather for the divine service and celebrate the Lord's Supper. Um, and then following worship, just as you're scheduling out that last day, we will end some time with a kind of 15-minute closing, commissioning, and sending after worship. And then we will be finally done. We we say noon is kind of the time that we we suggest. So I would, if you're flying, I would not get a flight anytime before 2 p.m. I'd really push that probably to 3 p.m., 4 p.m. on Wednesday if you're flying. If you're driving, you're thinking, well, what time are we going to actually get on the road? Depending on your hotel situation, I'd say probably 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep, and that's when Mark starts to descend yes. into just like a, a <laughs> like a, a gob of human just yes. nothing. Yes. All of the planners just sort of start to melt yes. at that point. But in the so those are your typical days. Like those yeah. are those middle three days, kind of into Wednesday, uh, and what those days uh, typically look like. But some days you're going to have that are a little out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So some groups are going to do an offsite sermon event. Mm-hmm. That's maybe something that you guys want to do as a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be transport transported in the morning to engage in service in Houston or the surrounding areas. And those sermon events return at some point in the afternoon and they have lunch provided on the site. Offsite sermon events do take a a good chunk of the day. So you might want to think about that option with your group. If you don't do that, there are still those onsite sermon event options that are throughout the gathering complex that you can schedule more like sessions and still get a lot of that other interaction. Also, sometimes during the gathering, uh, you might hear events specifically for your district. Sometimes it was before or after or on a specific day, and LCMS districts have planned um, activities and events to gather together and to celebrate your district community. Registrations for those um, will be required and handled by the district. And so that information will be available at the gathering website starting this spring. And we'll be talking more. So we'll be looking for your district, find out which district you're part of, meet your district coordinator, find out more about your district events. And those will happen throughout the gathering. So those will be one of those things that will happen kind of uniquely Mm -hmm. on a day and not throughout the gathering. So our planners work exceptionally hard to make every single interaction at the gathering a positive one and one that points to Jesus. And we know that it can be an exciting time away from home and it can feel like a vacation, but we want to encourage you not to skip out on gathering programming. That will only happen once for maybe something that can be done on any trip to Houston. Certainly go see the city maybe on before, after, um, but we plan carefully to make sure you don't miss out on those things that make the gathering such a powerful experience. We know the beach is calling you. <laughs> That's right. But, but we only get you know one opportunity for us to be in worship together with mm-hmm. that huge group or in mass events or in these Bible studies. So to take advantage of, of the opportunities that we create with, with the gathering. But in the same way, there is a lot <laughs> to do at the gathering. And one thing I think is helpful to remember that you don't have to do everything every day. So keep a pulse on your group to make sure that they're really getting the rest and the food that they need to enjoy the event rather than just sort of running through it and making it sort of a blur of things that they don't really have a memory of. Yeah, you might want to get your bang for your buck. We saw lots of people who talked about wanting to get to every session and see everything (laughs) on the floor and be uh, present for all the different things. And the reality is uh, that sometimes you just need to be flexible and empathetic and take the downtime that you need, even if that means missing a couple of sessions or or missing things here or there that you're not going to get to experience. So get a good read on your group. Be sure to balance your own time. We're going to give you way more opportunities 
opportunities than you can actually take advantage of. So you're not going to be able to get to everything. So, so prioritize what's important, but also be sure to take care of yourselves as well. The app and more specifics will be coming out this spring and through the summer leading up to the gathering. So the exact speakers, bands, all sorts of that other stuff will be coming out for. Anything else we should be watching out for coming up in the spring, summer, Mark? Those are the big things. And and we really hope, too, that the app will allow you to kind of create your own schedule so you can kind of start to plan that way as well. Yeah. So a few closing questions for you to consider. The first is, how are you planning on getting there? (laughs) (laughs) And thinking about and budgeting for transportation and hotels and food as you prepare. What are you considering for your opportunities for community group time and your daily experience at the gathering? And how can you prepare your young people to make sure you take full advantage of all the programming opportunities while also making sure that you're taking care of yourselves during the gathering? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you plan and as you fundraise and as you think about, (laughs) as you pray about all the different components in the gathering. Please know uh, and keep us in your prayers and our hundreds of planners in your prayers as we do the same. Engel's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.